It's time for Game On Hockey with Travis Dunn and Scott Taylor on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. Near side, Reese Gaber shoots, scores! Talking all things from the blue line to the red line. A breakaway for Kaprizov. He's in. He shoots, he scores! And beyond. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. yeah. Now here are your hosts, Travis Dunn and Scott Taylor. Oh, welcome to a beautiful Thursday night on the Mighty 790 KFJO. Back in our regular time slot, 5.30. You got Scott. He's jousting up north. You know what? This is old-time hockey weather. Right, Scott? It is coming down in snowy buckets this it, afternoon. It's snowing in Winnipeg, right? Snowing big time, yeah. It, well, it, didn't snow, it didn't snow that badly all day, although I did go out to a meeting today and, and went to a place kind of on the edge of town, so we're outside the city, and the snow was sit, settling, and it felt, it kind of felt a bit like late February. <laughs> oh. and, and, and But back by my house, out this door, um, it was kind of okay all day. The, the snow sat for a minute, and then it melted. But lately, it's just been coming down, and I'm ready for Jets opening night tomorrow night. And I was just going to say, Winnipeg Jets opening night, Minnesota Wild this evening. Uh, you know, it is indeed the best time of the year. College hockey's underway, and, and don't send the snow down too early, because I drive up and back and forth a lot for those UND hockey games in my new role as the color analyst for UND hockey. So uh, I got a little bit of driving to do. I hope it doesn't get snowy too soon. But you know what, Scott? You know, quite often we talk about the shows this week. We talk about what shows next week, which we're going to tease here very shortly. Uh, last week, Mark Chipman. Mark Chipman, the CEO of True North Entertainment, joined us. And on YouTube, over 500 views of that interview. Uh, it shows that people want to hear what Mark Chipman says. Well, yeah. And, and I think I think his welcoming message was important south of the border. Yeah, very much so. Border's open now. You can get across. It's really easy. We've been down a few times. I'm going to come down um, maybe next week, the week after, and do the show at the at the studio with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's... It's getting back to normal, although obviously COVID hasn't gone away because as as an old rock and roll fan, I see Ringo tested positive again, so he has canceled his tour, and there are more cancellations going on right now than ever before. So I, COVID isn't done, but in terms socially, yeah, I think it is because yeah. um, there's going to be 15,000 plus at uh, at the hockey game tomorrow night, and, uh, and uh, the XL will be packed tonight, and and this weekend you'll be doing hockey games out of the, out of the Ralph that are packed. And so um, uh, socially it's finished. It's over. The borders are open and everybody can get, get up to jets games from down, down in the U S. And I, I love Mark's comment last week when he said, you know, the best ticket in the house, $149 and which is about $30 in U S money. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And a hotel would be the same thing. A $200 hotel would be about 140 135 The food, the right. same circumstance. So it's a great way to get entertainment. Go across the border. The gasoline prices are a little bit higher. I don't think the exchange rate is going to help that very much, but a uh, great way to get up and see professional well, just, hockey. Just stop at the border and fill up, and then yeah. you should be good for the weekend. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I do. You fill up at Pemina and then fill up on the way back when you come back into town. Well, we are at the Nillis Law Firm studio, uh, and the Nillis Law Firm established in the early 1900s. The Nillis Law Firm provides legal services. In more than 10 areas of practice, including business and corporate law, estate planning, wills and trusts, probate, commercial litigation, adoption services, and real estate. A division of Nillis Law Firm is Northern Title, which provides complete closing and escrow services along with title insurance policies for all types of real estate transactions in North Dakota as well across the border in Minnesota. Call Nillis Law Firm at... 701-237-5544 701-237-5544 or look them up on the World Wide Web at nillislaw.com. 
NillisLaw.com. So we do the Nillis Law. Wherever I go, the Nillis Law Firm goes. They're up with me last week at the at the Ralph, which was, it was an experience doing a show. I'm not a seasoned pro, by the way, folks. I do this, you know, for half a year. Uh, and so it was it was different doing it from the Ralph. How does it sound from your perspective, my friend? Oh, great. Yeah, just fine. I, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, what do you want me to say? <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure it sounded good, but I also wanted... It sounded I just, fine. I just... I just worrying about it. <laughs> I know. I worry all the time. I want to put on a great uh, show for all the fans that are listening each and every week on the Mighty 790 KFJ on 104.7 FM. And one thing before we bring Andy Kohler in, the former UND great fighting Sioux goaltender, uh, Denver just posted... My, my daughter just sent me this picture. I put it up on Twitter. HockeyCapitalUSA.com. Denver, Colorado, Denver 2022, Hockey Capital USA. What do you think War Road feels about that? For our friends I, I don't Warroad? care. I'm happy. I'm glad that Denver is claiming it. I'm glad War Road claims it. I would like Grand Forks to claim it. Um, Blaine, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Tampa, claim capital, hockey capital of the United States. I like your the logic. It's growing. It's getting better. More people are playing. As hockey people, especially in Canada, we want to see more people play in the game. Yeah. Um, make the game better. Make Canadian teams play better against American teams. Just grow the game. So if you want to be the, the hockey capital of the United States, as far as I'm concerned, go right ahead and tell everybody you're the hockey <laughs> capital because the more hockey, the better. Um, yeah. It's not worth the war. War Road can be hockey capital and yeah. Denver can be hockey capital and for goodness sake, uh, Sunrise, Florida can be hockey cap. I like your logic. You know what? I didn't look at it from that perspective, but you're absolutely right. Remember back to 1972, and Andy Kohler wasn't born then, but I do. I was sitting in my high school class watching the Russians play the Canadians in game eight of the Summit Series, and we and, and Canadians thought we owned the game, right? The border stopped all the – we owned it. And that changed right there when the Russians slapped the face of Canadian hockey. And from there, the game has grown so wonderfully well. So you're absolutely right. We don't own the game. It's great to share the game. We're great to watch it grow. And the gentleman we have right now joining us is a former Fighting Sioux goaltender. He's helping the game grow each and every day. Go ahead, Scott. Fire away. Andy Kohler, welcome. We finally got you on because I know you're the busiest guy in the world. You're in your office right now at Bell MTS Iceplex. Because as soon as you're done here, you're going back on the ice with some more goaltenders. Tell us what you're doing now. Well, I'm uh, I'm at uh, the Ice Lab. It's a goalie training facility in the Ice Plex. It's one of the uh, I always say five rinks here. It's a it's a mini rink, but we're uh, we're designed to train goalies one on one and any age level, any skill level. It's 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 a super fun job for me because i love what i do and i get to uh, work with every aspect uh every style of goalie and it's super fun giving back to what i've i've done my whole life and, and it's it's just fun to do for those who don't know and and i'm, I'm sure old time fighting sioux fans know but for the younger crowd tell us your background your history um who's andy kohler Okay, well, how much time do we have? No, <laughs> but no, uh, you have to go back on the ice. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do, but uh, you know what? Uh, born and raised in uh, Winnipeg here, played my minor hockey here. Um, when I started getting a little bit more uh, older, got into I played high school one year, one year here, and it was uh, just kind of a newer thing here, and it was a, it was a good stepping stone for me to to build and get better. And it did a lot of things to get my name out there. Cause we had a really good team and then played a little MJ hockey here, played a year for the St. James Canadians. We had a good year here. And after that, um, 
during that phase, I, I just want to point out that there's a lot of Western Hockey League talk at, at the younger ages here, and that's kind of all I knew. And then when I got a little bit older, I, there was mention of the USHL and the North American Hockey League and college hockey, and it was something that wasn't kind of on the radar. So, you know, as a young kid, you always want to be a Western Hockey League uh, player. So it was nice to uh, – that's one of the things I want to kind of let kids know that there are other options out there just in case, and both leagues are amazing. Like, I, I have nothing but great things to say about both, but knowing what your options are. So sidetrack there. But play a little MJ, USHL for the Fargo Ice Sharks. Got the uh, great opportunity to go to the University of North Dakota, play for the Sioux for four years. I actually had five because I redshirted my uh, my first year. Uh, I'd like to say it's because of uh, an injury, but it was more uh, – I had the – figure out how to get used to the school and pace of play kind of thing and then figure out how to get back into school. So it, it helped me out a lot. So and I did a little bit of hockey after that, tried to play hockey down south and came back to Winnipeg here. And now lucky enough to work in the hockey industry again and really give back uh, the passion, what I love and give it to the kids as well. You know, Andy, one thing that Scott and I get, the joy of what we get to do is share opportunities that are outside the thought process of where can I go to play hockey? Pilot Mount Hockey Academy is a sponsor of our show. Great opportunity for youngsters to get into a position where they can play 67, 60 or 70 games a year and grow their game and get great coaching. Uh, the same thing with the USHL all the in, in MJHL we have 32 Americans now playing in the in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League which is uh, which is pretty spectacular when you think of it and more to come probably so thinking outside the box you thought outside the box to go to Fargo to play for the for the Ice Sharks back in that year by the way the snowiest year in the history of Fargo Moorhead with 125 inches of snow I think it was you probably did a lot of sandbag in that particular year uh, Fargo almost sank Grand Forks unfortunately did but talk about that USHL experience and and you you had not even heard about the USHL. Here we are living in Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, it was knowing what I know now, going back then, I was pretty naive. I, I, I wasn't too familiar with it. And um, I, I was in for a shock. I think our first game was in Green Bay, and there was probably 4,000 fans yelling. And I was like, what did I get myself into? I'm not ready for this. But, and, and nothing, it wasn't a knock against the MJ, but um, the fan base was a little bit different in the USHL. And I thought it was a joke, to be honest, but it wasn't. Uh, the league is is very experienced and very high skilled. And it's 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 something that I promote a lot to the kids at a young age is to, to know, do your research, do your homework, and really know what options you have or what you want to do so, because everybody has a different developmental range and, and and style. Like kids develop later, some develop earlier, and and you get noticed earlier. And a lot of things fall on your plate, and a lot of things don't. So, knowing what your options are is the is such an important part of of knowing what you're training for. You put so much effort into the training, you should know what you're training for. So, and that year in Fargo, I was in a town called Forest, which was a, a suburb, uh, not even a suburb. It was a little bit outside the city at that time. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get in. <laughs> we were stuck out there quite a bit. So it was it was an interesting year with that snowfall. But uh, played at the old tank, and it was whenever we can get there, we stayed there quite a bit. Um, I want I want to take a bit of a turn because when I interview goaltenders, and I interview a lot of them, and yesterday I interviewed two young kids who are goalies at the rink. And the question I always ask is, when did you become a goalie? Because most kids learn to skate. And then they play defense or forward in their first couple of years in Timbits or whatever. And and at some point, you decide you're going to be a goaltender. When did that come for you? For me? Yeah. 
Um, I was <laughs> I was thrown in the net when I was five. I got a picture of my office of me in, from 1983. I think I was six years old, and I'm wearing ringette equipment, I think, or backcatcher equipment. I don't know what I'm wearing in there, but I always joke because I can't skate in forward skates. I've never I've always been in goalie skates, so it's kind of like a long running joke. But um, one of the things I've seen over the years is kids that switch, which they think they're far behind at 10 years old or what or 11 years old, they adapt and, and, and pick it up a lot quicker because they have the skating ability from, from being a board and being on the ice a lot in different angles. So their balance points and their strength and skating is, is so much different and they pick it up a lot easier instead of throwing it in there. So I like when kids, and I think the Scandinavians do it a lot is that they don't have a goalie till older age. And then you, you kind of get into that so that, it teaches a couple of things. The skating thing is important, but the hockey knowledge, the hockey IQ of knowing what the, like, as a goalie say, the enemies know what to do, the situations, the plays, seeing it from that side, your, your brain works a little bit differently knowing that. So I don't know. It, it, kids, some kids absolutely love it and want to be it from five years old. And I, I have nothing against that, but I, I, I recommend to try other positions as a young age. And that's why eight years old is the first year. I think you can qualify. You have to write your position down. So, yeah. you know, it's not a bad thing. You're listening to Game On Radio with Scott Taylor and Travis Dunn uh, every Thursday at 5.30. This is our regular time slot. It may fluctuate from time to time with Thanksgiving being a Thursday. It will be a Friday that week. We're with Andy Kohler, former Fighting Sioux, and I'm going to you know, turn that. You know, I'm going to ask this question. So because you couldn't skate forward, did Blazer let you out of those drills? You didn't have to do the hard stuff? Any, you just sat back and watched everybody else skate? Uh, Blazer, <laughs> amazing man. Uh, I don't think he likes goalies too much, to be honest. <laughs> You can ask Carl about that next time you interview him. But Blazer uh, was a, a good coach that just said, stop the puck. <laughs> so he didn't know what drills we were doing. We didn't have a goalie coach. We were doing everything he was doing. We had the uh, Burgraff there. We were dancing around the ice with our equipment on. It was a little bit harder. But, like, it was with, with Blazer, he just wanted us to compete and stop pucks and, and, and bring your lunch pail every day. So, like, uh, our practices were intense. And, uh we had to figure out things on our own when we had our own time to kind of create our own plans, um, Carl and I, when we were there. So I, I think uh, I think that's why we're so close now to this day, because we spent a lot of time together. Not only there, but also with the FMI Sharks of the USHL during that lovely winter of, uh, of snow. <laughs> now, we'll, we'll, before we get into what you're doing, obviously what you're doing now, how do we get in touch with Andy Kohler? Maybe you could help some youngsters out in this neck of the woods. Question is this. Next week is Gopher Hawks slash Sioux Week. Sioux Week. What is your most vivid memory of your time between the pipes playing the Minnesota Golden Gophers? There's many, many memories with the Gophers. It was such, I didn't know much about it going into it, like coming to the school. Like I didn't know how heated that rivalry was. And my first experience, I was redshirting. So I got to sit in the stands and I, (laughs) I was in disbelief. One of the coolest things that we scored our first goal, uh, it made me realize how passionate the fans are because they're keeping these gophers in their freezers for I don't know how long. And every, when we scored our first goal, they would toss a bunch of, uh, I don't think you're allowed to do it nowadays, but uh, toss a lot of these dead gophers that they've been saving onto the ice. And one of the best things was some guy created a contraption that had a little parachute and dropped down and the thing started running around. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. But the gopher uh, Sioux series, you know what? It's, it, it's such a heated and such an intense rivalry. I know it got taken away there for a while, but... My biggest memory was probably my last game I played for the Sioux was my last game was my, I think it was my first game I ever started at Mariucci and we lost two, uh, 
the Gophers in overtime. Or, yeah, I think it might have been overtime. But it was probably one of my better games I played. But the chance to play in that arena, it took me a long time to get there. But just to be a part of that series, like, I've been put in when, unfortunately, Carlin uh, didn't have a, a solid game for – didn't happen too often. But there was one against here in Grand Forks there. But it was just – it's fun to be a part of that and to, to know the hatred. I'm going to ask Travis a question in the middle of this. You talk about Carl Goering, who's, who's a Manitoban as well. When is the last time? Was that the last time or only time? There were two Manitoba guys. Who well, no, the, Carl Goering is Lee from Gorn. Minneapolis. He's a Minneapolis guy. Yeah. He's, Lee Gorin's the Manitoba. Yeah. Lee Gorin. Lee Gorin, yeah. Lego's the forward. Uh, Andy's the oh. national champion, as Carl was between the pipes when they won that national championship that game. So the, that is correct. Yeah. Lego, Lego's correct. actually from Transcona. Where I grew up, that suburb that your daughter made that joke about, what we won't get into on this radio show. You're listening to Game on Hockey, by the way, uh, which is every Thursday on the Mighty 790 KFJ on 104.7 FM. Carl, we get to have so much fun each and every week. Last week, uh, you know, great show. And next week, uh, we're going to tease a really good show next week because this is going to be something off the charts uh, for women's hockey in this world as well. But uh, so, okay, you're a goaltender down here. Fargo, North Dakota, Grand Forks, wherever this signal goes, all over the place, obviously because of YouTube Live. How do you get in touch with Andy Kohler to get some good goaltending coaching, whether it be now, summertime, whenever? How do they do that? Sorry, can you, can you repeat that? I lost service there. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're in, you're, you're, obviously, you're, you work with goaltenders, correct? Yes, correct. So if you're in Fargo, North Dakota, anywhere that you are, where can you, where can you, um, you know, how can they get in touch with you? To get the help, whether it's summertime, spring, fall, whatever, how do they get in touch with Andy Kohler, goalie expert? You know what? I, I, I'm almost every day in the ice lab up here in Winnipeg. And uh, when I do get out of here, um, I try to bring my skates with me. But, you know, like you can always reach me at akohler at tnse.com or look at the ice lab on the ice, Iceplex website. Um, but my home is here. I spent five nights a week here, seven hours on the ice every night with, with these, with the goalies and, uh, uh, you know, I love I love what I do. So if you're ever up in this area, and there is kids that travel from all from all over the the province and from Minnesota, North Dakota, that come up here. So you know, it's it, it was a little bit tougher there for a few years there with the border and the COVID kind of thing. But uh, now we're back to pretty much normal. So it'd be it's really fun seeing new kids come up here and giving them some some little details, little tidbits that they can bring back with them. So if they ever get a chance to go to the Iceplex. Uh, website or, or ice lab uh, or a caller at tns.com tnn tns.com i find it interesting that you didn't have a goalie coach when you were at und and and now you are a goalie coach yeah and you've worked with some of the best goaltenders that manitoba's ever produced um and male and female you know and what it's so you must have come up brain. with this thing all by yourself yeah like i felt like at the time, I didn't know how important it was, and it's not always just skill set. Like the the mindset stuff, the mental stuff that I went through as a goalie, nobody talks about that kind of stuff. And and sad to say, there's some dark, depressive stages in there because you're on your own island, you're all by yourself. So if I could give feedback on on how to help the kids, like not even skill set, mindset on on like how to how to be more positive in the net and and know the importance of being positive and, and knowing your role, what to do in there when things happen, how to get out of that place. 
I think it's it creates a, a stronger goaltender knowing that side of it because mindset will trump your skill set every time if you're in the wrong place and mindset and negative and sad because you let in a goal and really working with that part of the goalies is super important and we do a lot of skill set but if you think about it every practice 99 is working on skill so you're not talking about why what how and what your mind's doing and i can see kids coming in here at young ages almost depressed because they're mad about a game or a loss that they had and they let the team down so that part of it not having a goalie coach not having the outlet to let let it out or talk about it was missed like majorly so now having that's where I feel like I can give back the most, even with the skill set part teaching, but the mindset as well. So I, I think that's super important. Um, I, I find that really interesting for, for two reasons. Number one, I've always believed in sport that three, three positions have to have no memory at all. They have to be born without a memory. Defensive back, relief pitcher who gives up a home run, and a goaltender. And But I see it the best in Connor Hellebuck, the Jets goalie. He'll have a night where he doesn't look particularly good. And we'll go down to the locker room, and some guy will ask him the question, well, were you unhappy with your performance tonight? And his response is always, no, I thought I played great tonight. I really, I, I made a couple of great saves on this guy. No, I was really together tonight. I thought I played really well. And at first, you kind of go, he's not aware of what's going on. And then you realize he's completely aware because he's completely forgotten all the bad things that happened. 100 percent i i couldn't agree more um and it to the the average fan will, will listen to an interview and think he's just like a bad athlete or, or, or you know like not caring about anything uh, about what just happened but he's worked on i don't know him that well but at all but like he's worked on how to diffuse that situation and get past it like he doesn't have a time machine you can't go back you can't change the past you can think about it give it five minutes at most and then get over it and move on because all the training you've done is there believe in the process of what you've worked on and it's going to get there right like you i I don't believe in momentum i think it's self-created and it's you can see a goalie lose confidence immediately and it immediately impacts what's happening next and you can see goalies that that can let in a bad goal and and move on for and not affect the game <laughs> like i probably have one of the worst goals let in in und history <laughs> and i couldn't get back from it at the moment and i i had to get out of the game and you never should leave a game but i couldn't mentally do it because i didn't have training to do that right and social media reminds people more today i'm glad it wasn't part of the game i was part of because it would have been a lot of reminders of a lot of things that uh, that we we all did wrong andy thanks so much for joining scott and myself on the show great insight into the goaltender world Anybody wants to get a hold of Andy Kohler, you can go come through us, come through our website. Uh, we'll we'll direct you. Uh, top-notch goaltending coaching right here in the Red River Valley. Uh, a snowy Red River Valley where you are, but uh, it'll be snowy everywhere pretty soon. And uh, Sue Gophers next weekend. Have a blast getting a chance to watch it. Hope you do. Thanks, guys, for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks, it. Andy. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Andy Kohler, former Sue. Great. Uh, now, coaching goaltenders. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we have all sorts of great guests. we got George Mikan's grandson great grandson great grandson who is uh playing in steinbeck he's from edina uh we'll talk about uh, you know his lineage and a six foot five kid playing hockey in the manitoba junior hockey league we'll take a break when we come back from the nillis law firm studio listen to game on hockey on the mighty 790 kfgo and 104.7 fm 104.7 KFGO FM Hope. And on the triple towers of power, the mighty 790 KFGO Fargo. 
And welcome back to the Mighty 790 KF Joe 104.7 FM on a beautiful Thursday here. Not so beautiful where Scott is, but uh, that's coming. But uh, I also want to make a note to all those folks out there working in the fields. Please be safe. I know right now the winds are 45 miles sustained winds in Bismarck. So those guys out there working, be careful because uh, winds uh, winds are buffeting things around a little bit, uh, a little bit scary out there. Uh, our, and our next our guest after Kyle will be uh, Mr. Mikan, who is playing for the uh, Steinbeck Huskies of the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. Yes, and we Pardon me. I was bad with Lee Gorin. Yeah, I know. And you're bad with team names. It's I know. The Pistons. The Huskies are the senior team. Did I say that Huskies? you probably played against? I know. I played for them. That's, Did you? Yeah, I played for the Huskies. I hated every minute of it. Yeah. That, that's, I was so, uh, you know, the, the game was had gone past me. I, I didn't. Anyway, that's the senior hockey league. The Pistons of the Manitoba Junior Hockey League will be talking to him and, and uh, get his perspective on a kid from Edina, Minnesota, living in Steinbeck, Manitoba in the summer, in the wintertime. And it's snowing there now, which is not in Edina. So we're going to get a real good uh, perspective from him and the MJ and how that's treating him. And with that, uh, I'll pitch it to Scott. You got a little uh, message to share. Well, I do, because Jarrell's Hockey World has been in business for 50 years. 50 years! And they're the 2021 U.S. Bauer Retailer of the Year, and they're right here in our backyard. You have access to experts who will outfit you in what you need to succeed on the ice, because hockey is what they do. As a Bauer Game Fit dealer, it allows Jarrell's to scan your head, feet, and shooting style to ensure the best performance. Wherever you're hearing this message, remember that Jarrell's has a good stock of CCM and Warrior sticks, bags and equipment, plus true skates and sticks. True, right here in Winnipeg. And introducing new for this season, goalie equipment sticks, including Vaughn goal equipment that can be ordered in custom colors. And Jarrell's has win well off-ice training items as well. And don't forget... Jarrell's has the best in referee jerseys and gear, as well as figure skating equipment. Jarrell's Hockey World has it all, and the service department will ensure that your gear is tuned up and ready to go. Jarrell's Hockey World, 1004 South Washington Street in Grand Forks. Call 701-775-0553 and at them at Jarrell's Hockey World. And it's a busy weekend in Grand Forks. Quinnipiac in town. Uh, uh, Brad Schlossman, our good friend, picked Quinnipiac to be the number one team in the country at this point. Uh, so we will find out this weekend, uh, you know, if UND has grown a little bit from that tough weekend last weekend against Holy Cross. Uh, and we'll see how they compete against what uh, many are thinking is the number one team. So with that, we have Coach Kyle. Go ahead, Scott. Fire away. Kyle Nixon, we haven't talked in about um, eight or ten months. It's been a while. <laughs> um, how is your team? How was life out on the farm? And um, tell us how things have been going for you. Yeah, it's been a busy start to the year. You come out of summer holidays for kids and teachers and coaches. Uh, the ice starts to freeze and kids start to skate. You kind of go on 100 miles an hour. We've been on the ice every day since the September long weekend. So it's been real busy. Um, kids kind of had Canadian Thanksgiving last weekend off, which I think was good for them. So we're kind of getting right into the heart of the CSSHL schedule and some of our exhibition tournaments uh, coming up in the next month and month or two. How's your team? Tell us about them. Yeah, we did a pretty, we put a lot of effort in recruiting. Not that we didn't last year. It was definitely a challenge for everybody everywhere dealing with COVID. And one of the things that was tough was recruiting when kids didn't really play hockey for the last year. So uh, this this summer was a new experience for for me personally, talking to parents, getting a chance to see kids skate through their spring seasons. And I think we put together a more competitive team. It's it's still a work in progress for sure. Um, when kids come here from all over the place, 
a big part of it is just uh, developing relationships and understanding who each other are and then becoming sort of that family atmosphere. So as much as hockey is a big part of it, a lot of it is just uh, guys getting comfortable around each other. You know, you talk about the opportunity, the experiences. When you talk about the, the regular season, how many games will your team play this year? Uh, including our exhibition games and tournaments we go to outside of the CSSHL, we should get close to 60 games in between September and then we're done uh, in March before the spring break for the school year. So it's a busy season. It's all weekend. So we take our trips and it's three games in three days, usually as a minimum. And some of the showcases and tournaments we go into, we could be playing five games in four days or four games in three days. So it loads up. We practice during the week and then we play on weekends. So it's, it's a busy, it's a busy winter for sure. That's a question I have to ask you. When, when I played minor hockey, we would play three, four, even five games in a weekend tournament. Your team played three, four, five games in a weekend tournament. I know when you were growing up, the same thing for you. And now everybody has this big concern in the National Hockey League about, oh, back-to-back games, can't play <laughs> back-to-back games, you're too tired. And I always thought, you're talking about hockey players, and hockey players have spent their lives playing three, four, and five games on a weekend. How does your team hold up over a long weekend of hockey? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if I'm ready to compare my 13 and 14 year old hockey players to what people in the NHL go through. So I think the uh, it's still mentally tough. You must agree. Yeah, to play, for sure. well, to play as well on Sunday as you did on Friday. Yeah, hundred percent. It, it definitely is. Uh, I think that's a part of the experience for kids, though. Too, it's. It's always fun when we get on the road the first day. It's exciting going to a new city. Some some kids haven't traveled outside of Manitoba. A lot of our team this year is Manitoba-based, and we went to Calgary the weekend before Thanksgiving, and a lot of kids, it's the first time they've even been to that city. So there's always a lot of excitement, and for the first game, once you get a chance to play, um, it's, it's easy to get up for it. And by the time Sunday rolls around and you've been in a hotel for a couple of nights and the game gets physical and, and all of those things, it's – it's a different grind for sure, but I, I think that's a good experience for them. How to, what they need to do off the ice in terms of their nutrition and getting sleep and and those types of things. Um, it's all part of it. So it's it's good life experience for these kids at this age. Kyle Nixon, U15 coach, Pilot Mount Hockey Academy. How do they get more? In, how do parents or, or players, if they're interested in finding out more, how do they find out more about Pilot Mount? Yeah, the biggest thing is, um, well, for me, we try to reach out to as many players as possible, just sending initial emails out to to contact lists that we have. So we try to reach out first, and a lot of that happens in the springtime. But throughout the year, we have a pretty strong social media presence, like a lot of programs do run Instagram and Twitter. Um, You can find our webpage has a lot of information, connects to the CSSHL site. The CSSHL does a really good job of promoting their their content and their programs as well, too. So if you just Google Pilot Mount Hockey Academy, you'll find a million different ways to, to see what's going on this year and how to contact the academy. And just if you fire an email to, to me specifically or to uh, some of the executive, uh, that's the easiest way to get information. And we'll provide that to, to parents, kids, whoever's looking for answers to questions. Fantastic. Hey, we appreciate you jumping on board. Exciting seasons while beginning. There was a Pilot Mountain bus went through Fargo last week, by the way. A friend of mine told me they saw one going somewhere far and exotic to play in a tournament. So they go everywhere, especially now with the border being open. It makes it a whole lot easier. Kyle, thanks for jumping on board with us. We do appreciate it. All right. Take care, fellas. Thanks, Kyle. Well, time's sliding right along. Scott? Well, we have two great guests back to back. I know. 
I know. Time flies in the radio business. And it's not, All of a sudden, you look up and it's five after six. And it's the Pistons. We've been here for 35 minutes. It feels like 10. <laughs> and it's the Pistons. It's not the, yeah. We'll it's get this straight now. And it's Lee Goren, not yeah, Carl. You got, okay, there we go. Lee was a forward. Carl's a goaltender. That's a way farther up. It's not just up. you. <laughs> it's, it's not, not just, just you. you. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, by the way, listen to Game on Hockey on the mighty 790 KFJ 104.7 FM. From the Nillis Law Firm Studio with Scott Taylor, I'm Travis Stone. We'll take a quick break. When we come back. Another tremendous guest. Take a break. Get a cup of coffee. Come back. We'll, you'll enjoy it. The mighty 790. 790. And 104.7 KFGO. From the Nils Law Firm Studio and broadcasting on the mighty 790 KFGO on 104.7 FM. Wherever you are listening, we sure do appreciate you joining us each and every Thursday night at 530. Following this is a little bit of football, right? It's Thursday night football, Washington Washington versus Chicago. That should be a barn burner. Carson Wentz, the quarterback of the Washington, uh, I call them the Washington Capitals, just to make Scott smile, uh, <laughs> of the Washington football team. And uh, that'll be on at 6.30 tomorrow night. Uh, pre-game show, 6.30 for UND Men's Hockey with Tim Hennessy. And um, this guy named Travis Dunn does color. I don't know anything about that. But uh, I'll be joining him to do it at, at 7 o'clock, a game against Quinnipiac. Uh, the two games uh, this weekend against Quinnipiac. It should be a great weekend, and and we have our guest on. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do t- uh, Scott. I was gonna have you do Jarrell's first, but I'm gonna do this one because every time I have a Gopher fan, and he's got to be a Gopher fan. He's from Edina. His dad, his grandfather was a Gopher. Um, so I'm I'm gonna read this because I know he'd just be thrilled. The sous shop at the Ralph Engelstad Arena. I'm sure he's been there a number of times <laughs> to buy all sorts of gear. First of all, it's Hockey Fights Cancer Weekend. Hockey Fights Cancer themed T-shirts and crew necks are available inside the sous shop. Net proceeds go to the American Cancer Society. Get geared up for the USA Hockey Hall of Fame game in Las Vegas, only a few weeks away. Sue Shop is your home for exclusive Vegas quarter zips, jerseys, hoodies, and accessories. And if I get one more quarter zip, my wife may not let me in the door. The Sue Shop, get ready for the upcoming hockey season in style. Visit the Sue Shop at REA or all the new or, uh, and or the all new shop.com but also remember this hockey fights cancer that is a serious thing of course uh, Engelstead Foundation will match up to $25,000 for every $15 ticket sold in the upper bowl use the promo code fight at REA box office and ticketmaster a great cause and the Engelstead family continues to step up I think they just put like six million dollars or some ungodly amount of money into the into the uh, workout room at the bottom of the Ralph Engelstead Arena. But with that, Scott, I'm going to let you introduce our next guest. Um, I first saw him play on Tuesday night uh, at the rink. Um, he plays for the Steinbeck Pistons of the Manitoba Junior Hockey League, and they beat the Winnipeg Blues in their own rink eight nothing mm. on Tuesday night. Yes, it was a shellacking, as they say. Um, I met him for the first time yesterday, and and was. Totally intrigued by a story. Um, I had heard from a couple of parents of the Pistons and from Coach Paul Dick that um, he was a Mikan, a real Mikan, George Mikan's great-grandson. And for those old guys like you and me who go back in sports history, George Mikan was the really the first big man in the, in the National Basketball Association and basically saved the league in the 1950s. He was exciting and national, and the Minneapolis Lakers were on top of the world. And George Mikan was the guy. We're lucky to have his great-grandson on the show tonight. Um, Nicholas Mikan, hockey star, Steinbeck Pistons, welcome to Game on Hockey. Thank and, you. And um, are you having any fun in Steinbeck, Manitoba? Yeah, I'm having a blast. It's been, it's been really fun. It's, it's, been a, it's been a journey, but, yeah, it's been good. Well, let's start with that journey. Tell us how you got from Blaine High School last year where you graduated 
to the Steinbach Pistons of the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. Tell us that story. Um, well, starting in high school, I mean, obviously I'm from America, so there's uh, a lot of American junior leagues like the Null and USHL, very appealing leagues. But uh, my uh, my advisor just told me that when uh, well, I informed my advisor that uh, Paul Dick, Coach Paul Dick of the Steinbach Pistons reached out and he just told me basically that this is where you want to be in Canada. It's a new, it's a different route. Like I think many colleges will be intrigued that an American went over to Canada, played junior hockey instead of state in America. And Paul Dick's a great coach. So yeah, I went there. Have you enjoyed the small town aspects of Steinbach, which is 45 minutes outside of Winnipeg um, as a kid who came from Minneapolis, big city. Yeah, I have enjoyed it. It's different. Everything's so close together. And I feel like I just see people everywhere. I, I see like, I just see like, yeah, I just see the same faces everywhere. So it's different. It's not like there's a lot of people around at all. So yeah, it's different. Well, you talk about the number of Americans playing in the MJ and the opportunity that, that is presented by playing in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. Currently 31 players from the U.S. are playing in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. So obviously the reputation is growing was it strictly yeah. Paul Dick reaching out first, or did you, had you heard about the Manitoba Junior League at all prior to him reaching out? Yeah, I mean, I heard about a lot of other leagues, like the BCHL and the AJHL. So uh, Canada was appealing, too. But uh, really, I just heard about Paul Dick and wanted to come here because he's. I heard that he was just arguably the best coach in Canada, junior hockey. So I really wanted to just be coached by him. That's a great recruiting well, thing right there. A lot of people remember Cole Smith, and I know Travis does. Mm-hmm. And Cole, yeah. Smith, Cole Smith came from Brainerd to mm-hmm. um, Steinbach Pistons, got his scholarship to UND, and has already played two games for the Nashville Predators. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's a great stepping stone, but a different route. It is a different yeah. route. It's very different, but... Yeah, it's different. Have you learned anything since you got there? Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I've learned more uh, positioning in hockey. I feel like Paul Dick has taught me a lot of positioning that I like. I've improved a lot since I've been here. It's different style of play, very physical hockey up here in Canada. So it's been different, but it's been a it's a good different. Uh, I like the game up here. Talk about so, yeah. your talk about your physical size. I read you're six foot five. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm six foot five. Two hundred yeah. and something. How much? What do you weigh at, at this point? I'm weighing at a little above two hundred pounds. So okay. The ultimate goal and, is to get to what? Two twenty? Two thirty? The goal is to be two thirty, but I'm still growing. So I don't know if you're, uh, you're still growing. Good gracious. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> growing. So. <laughs> I don't know what uh, weight I'll, what weight I'll need to be at if I'm if I'm like six seven I maybe two forty two fifty so okay well and you know there's going to be so, some so, yeah go ahead Scott go ahead. when I watched the other night you didn't strike me as a power forward you strike me as a skill forward and I find that interesting that by the time you finish in in, in Steinbach next year or the year after you could be six seven two forty and a yeah. skill forward. That's interesting to me. Yeah. 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 I mean, against the Blues, so uh, we won 8 0. And I felt like 
I couldn't really show more of my power forward side because we had the puck on the stick, uh, puck on our stick, multiple, like, I'm sorry, the puck on our sticks, like, the whole game because it was a big, blew them out. So I didn't really get to check anyone or go forward check. I mean, we just, we ended up having the puck the whole time. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's that's why. I'll have to see you play OCN, and then we'll see. How <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. The, the obvious the obvious comparison. You're going to be a six seven, two hundred and forty pounder. Did anybody ever say, "Gee, you know, your lineage? You should be playing basketball." You know, your great grandfather was great. Great grandfather was pretty doggone good. Um, you know, does that ever did that ever come up? Yeah, that did throughout my entire life. Actually, there <laughs> I was. I don't, I don't play basketball, but uh, you know, I my dad really wanted me wanted me to be a basketball player, but I just wasn't really at all any good. So I just yeah. stuck with hockey the whole time. Who introduced so, you to yeah. the, who introduced you to the game? What was the first time you put on those blades? Uh, first time was I was going to kindergarten skate or preschool skate. And, uh, my mom, my mom really wanted me to, so my older sister, we went to a, a private school in Minnesota. So during a PE class, they go to an ice rink and uh, my mom was watching her and a bunch of my, in my sister's class and they, they would watch a bunch of kids skate around and she, and like Maddie was my sister named Maddie. Uh, she would just, it was so bad at skating. It was so embarrassing for her. So when she, when I went to kindergarten, she did not want to have that same, uh, same like experience with me so she made sure i could skate and then i just ever since that i just kept skating became a hockey player when was your first hockey game how old were you when you played your first organized game uh probably six or seven at minnesota made yep yeah probably six or seven now were you the kind of kid who fell in love with hockey right away or did you play a lot of other sports uh, I played a lot of other sports. I mean, I played football, basketball, lacrosse, and all that. So, but yeah, hockey was always my favorite. So, I was always better at because hockey. Because more people are recommending that you play other sports. Yeah. And would you think that you gained more physical skill toward your hockey by playing other games? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I did. I mean, playing other sports as a little kid, I feel like it helps you become better at the single sport you're going to end up playing. Well, tell you what, Mikan's going to make a, a big footprint in the hockey world as time goes on. Make sure, you know, I do know Brad Berry really well. So if you you know want me to say a few good words for you, I can, you know, keep you away from those gopher guys, you know, next weekend's gopher, gopher Hawks, you know, we got to keep that, uh, keep that going. Well, you know, I'll, I'll help in the recruiting process. How about that, Scott? I think that'd be great. I'd love to see him at UND. Well, six, seven, but if, but if his dad's disappointed already that he uh, yeah. that he took up uh, hockey instead of basketball, what are they? What's he going to say if he goes to the Hawks and not the Goat? Hey, Nick. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for putting up with us tonight and poking some fun. But uh, good luck on your trek. Make sure to follow us at Game on Hockey. Uh, you know, yeah. you can follow the updates all, all hockey season long. Scott and I have some pretty good guests, and you're at the top of the list right now as well. We'll look forward to watching you grow into this body of yours and grow into your hockey career. Thanks for joining us uh, on, on a beautiful Thursday night. Thank you for having me. You got it. 
That's Thanks, good. Nick. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, Scott, to tell you what, the, the fun of doing this show is getting to meet some really, really interesting people. And he's uh, he's up there. This guy, 6'7", 240 when he's finished? He makes Ovechkin look small. Well, he makes Ovechkin look small now. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. He's 6'5". Six, he's six, yeah. Two and a bit. Two and a bit. Jeez. Okay. Well, we've got a quick break. When we come back, the last internal break, we'll come back and wrap up this fun and frivolity. You're listening to Game on Hockey. On the mighty 790, KFGO and 104.7 FM. News Radio, KFGO. And welcome back to the mighty 790, KFGO and 104.7 FM. This is Game On Hockey. Scott, you got a message. You got to go buy some golf clubs, right? Yeah, I need them. I need them bad. Yep. I need them big time. Yep. Uh, snow's on the ground in Winnipeg. and Well, <laughs> well you got to order for next year. Come on, be optimistic. Exactly. The Golf Center in Grand Forks. The Golf Center in Grand Forks. It's been in the golf business for more than 35 years and received the 2021 Golf Digest prestigious Top 100 Fitters in America Award. They'll custom fit all clubs, including PXG, Titleist, Ping, and TaylorMade. This is the best time of the year to get a fitting for new clubs. You've been playing all summer, and that summer swing is important in order to get the best fitting for your new golf clubs. So don't forget to get Trade in credit for your current set and get down there. Get ready for next season now with your new club so they'll be ready to go right out of the gate in 2023. One more thing. Ping drivers are all on sale. The next generation clubs are coming out shortly. So take advantage of the great savings that are available today. Give Brian and the guys a call or stop by the golf center. 3001 South Columbia Road, Grand Forks. Or call them 701 775 0019. And we're down to a minute and a half. So, a big thanks to our t- today's guests, Nick Mike and Andy Cole or Kyle Nixon. Hey, make sure to join me Saturday morning on Around the Ring, 740 The Fan, with, uh, you know, we got, I have some good guests. Uh, uh, Kate Merrick for the Fargo Force will be with me. Wally Shaver, play by play voice of the Minnesota Golden Gopher men's hockey team. It's rivalry weekend next week. And the play by voice of a play by play guy for Arizona State Sun Devils, he'll be on with me. I mean, we got great guests all the time. And of course, uh, the new rink opens in Tempe this weekend. So, uh, lots of time about with that so make sure to join make sure tomorrow night Hennessy kicks it all off at the pregame show at 6 30 drop the puck at 7 705 with uh with Tim Hennessy and Travis down at the call so Scott in the last 15 seconds what do you got I got Jets tomorrow night I got Wild tonight Sidney Crosby's already scored a goal for Pittsburgh <laughs> hockey is here um I don't know what more to say. Great guest tonight. And on the 27th of October, we got a really special show coming up. We'll be promoting it on Twitter. So follow us at Game On, KFGO, Game On Radio KFGO. Follow us. You'll be up to date. For Scott Taylor, I'm Travis Dunn. Thank you very much for listening in on a beautiful Thursday night. I hope your day goes well. I hope your evening goes well. Uh, from the Nillis Law Firm Studios, you've been listening to Game On Hockey on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 FM.